Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. A mysterious stranger falls from a space-time portal in the sky to an undiscovered open world full of wonder in our discussion of the revolutionary quality of life improvements in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Plus, there's plenty of news to go around this week. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Robert, before we recorded today, I went to the movie theater, fabled place of legends. I mean, I think I've gone to the movie theaters more than you in the past two years. I have gone twice, and once last year in December, and once literally like an hour before we recorded this here episode. (laughs) I saw a nice little indie movie. Hmm, okay. Not my usual, you know go-out-to-the-movie-theaters type of movie. Smaller film, mm-hmm. um, relatively unknown, but highly enjoyable. I don't know what you'd be talking about. I don't think anything really dropped, you know, that would be hype, even in indie. I don't know. I don't think anything dropped this weekend. Oh, you know, you know, it's early March. I mean, totally not the time for those Oscar bait movies to come flowing in, but I think this one's up for a, for a bunch of awards. I just know it. I mean, we, we, I think I saw a movie this week. I think we might be thinking about the same film. Well, hear me out. Mine is about a man. Okay. Let's call him, uh, let's call him Bruce. And he lives a double life, this, this man named Bruce. And he, he goes around and he, um, He's something of a sleuth, something of a a wannabe detective, and he uses the clues to solve the cases, and yeah, sometimes he might get in a little bit of a scuffle with some of the bad guys, but at the end of the day, Bruce always comes out on top. Does he solve riddles? I like riddles. Uh, Well, riddles, riddles can be cool. There's a few riddles in that in the movie, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, a small portion of the screen time is dedicated to solving riddles. I found it very engaging. A little bit of a brain teaser now and there. And I don't know how long we're going to keep this up until we obviously we just say what it is. Bruce Wayne, amateur detective. Maybe we could call it by its real name. The Batman. It came out Thursday. Yes. And I watched it Thursday. So I watched it the day it came out. You Lucky. watched it, obviously, the weekend. Yeah. Right before recording, uh, I'm like, you know what? Let's record later. Can I go watch Batman so we can talk about it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wanted you to go watch it. <laughs> yeah. It was good. I told you. I was like, go watch it. It's real good. Yeah. Um. So we're not going to spoil the Batman here on the podcast. No. But man, oh man, what a great movie. Brilliantly casted. I just got to say that right off the bat. Every single choice for actor in this movie fulfilled the role that I I, I feel like these are be- going to be definitive versions of these characters. Um when you look back on the movies i mean like of course there's no replacing you know danny devito as the penguin but colin farrell's penguin is a completely different (laughs) character i totally forgot that i mean i'm i totally forgot that was a thing you kind of right i mean they're i I will say they're two different characters they're They're the same name but they're completely different but in a good way i I, all i say is 
go watch it for yourself if you can. Watch it whenever it's possible because it is definitely worth watching. It's three hours. It moves by very briskly. I didn't feel like it was three yeah. hours. It felt it felt real fast. And the thing is, I was going to give a, a warning that it, it is a three-hour flick, but I feel like most of the three hours is not wasted on just nonsense. It is like, I get it if the three hours are just like, you know, like, oh, this movie could be cut down to, you know, like, two hours or whatever but i feel every minute was used to its full potential and i feel like they could have added more but not really i think it's the perfect length because they added just the right amount of you know scenes and and runtime to it i think any more would be unnecessary but then any less wasn't enough i I was thinking about this kind of when i was watching it i was like sure this is a three-hour movie but you know how a lot of long movies say even back to like something like Lord of the Rings or even some of the old Batman movies have mm-hmm. long periods that are maybe like a couple minutes at a time where it's just brooding. Nothing's happening. It's just somber music while characters are looking at something or walking. But the majority of the three hours of the Batman, the new one, seem to be filled with dialogue that was very important to the plot or to character motivations. True, true. I, I, I mean... I don't want to get into it a lot because it's obviously just It's brand new. This, we won't talk yeah. spoilers here. But the one thing I will say that honestly what made it surprisingly even ten times better was the score for this movie. The music was amazing. The leitmotif of the Batman theme that plays in different ways through every scene was just... Every time that song comes on, you're like, okay, what's going to happen next? And they just know, made so many different versions of it. <laughs> The soundtrack is on Spotify, and I was listening to it like after I got out because I love the soundtrack. It's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, suffice to say, I think we're both super-duper fans of this movie. Also, yes. real quick, very amazing and simple and effective title drop at the beginning. I, that's all I got to say about that. I was like, oh, yeah. bravo for just getting to the point here. <laughs> you don't see that with a lot of movies in the comic book uh, realm nowadays. Mm-hmm. But you know what? We're digressing. We're not here to talk about the Batman. We just want to get that quick thought out of the way. We're here to talk about some video games for a regular episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure, where we are finally going to talk about that Legends Arceus after so many news-filled and special top 10 episodes. We're we're back to a normal one today. Um, mm-hmm. As usual, my name is Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. Robert, how you been? I've been cool. Uh, it's just it's been a cool week. It's been an all right week. Uh, besides, the, obviously, Bama being the highlight of the week, it's it's been an all right week. How about you? A uh, pretty all right week here too. Um, kind of weird. Uh, but I, I I was happy to see the movie. I have been playing a few games. I feel like I say that every week. I have all, I'm always playing a couple. You always playing a few <laughs> games. Yeah. Um. Before we get started, one kind of game-related, kind of not game-related thing I think we need to talk about real quick. On the podcast recently, we've been talking about consolidation. Microsoft buying Activision Mm -hmm. and, you know, Sony buying Bungie, stuff like that. Game company, like, mergers and all this stuff. Yes. The anime realm has consolidated now because Crunchyroll absorbed Funimation, so, like, they're just one company now pretty much like the subscription for funimation will be like you have to get a subscription crunchyroll because they're getting all the funimation content because they're both owned by sony i think so basically 
is it is Funimation acquired Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll acquired Funimation or is it no, just the same Crunchyroll, people just working together? Like I think they're owned by Sony. I don't know the gist of yeah. it, but basically all the Funimation stuff is being moved over to Crunchyroll, and Funimation won't be a thing anymore. Really? So I'm over here crying at like the subscription, my Funimation subscription, the the low price one. I've canceled it. I'm gonna move over to Crunchyroll at some point when I have time for anime. But I just thought. What a funny news story to have amidst all the game company consolidation. I mean, how much is the Crunchyroll subscription? Um, it's ten, which is fair when you get Crunchyroll and Funimation stuff like in the same bundle. How much were you paying? Six? Seven? Yeah, I was paying the the the. You were a subscriber before the price raise thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna miss it. Well, that's a bummer. It was like last time we went to Anime Expo. I think was when I subscribed to Funimation. And that was almost three years ago. <laughs> that was, like, roughly going to be three years ago. These consolidations happen. Um, it's happening in front of our very eyes with the whole, you know, Microsoft uh, Activision thing. It happened with Bethesda, and we're going to start mm-hmm. seeing the effects of that pretty soon. But with Sony, we know that Bungie's going to remain, you know, multi-platform, which isn't going to, you know, mm-hmm. pull the Destiny base away. You, you, if you remember, like... Eight years ago when Destiny came out, there was PlayStation 4 exclusive content that was locked to that console for like a year before it went to other consoles. So we see less and less of that stuff nowadays. But yeah, consolidation. It's a, it's a thing that is happening a lot lately. I don't know because I always, I always thought Funimation was just kind of its own thing and then Crunchyroll was just going to get... Because uh, didn't... Am I tripping or didn't... Didn't Funimation, or am I just dreaming this, where they actually acquired Crunchyroll, so they're getting their stuff, too? Well, uh, yeah, that's Whereas, what I'm saying. At a time, they were partnered together. So, like, some of the Blu-rays say Funimation and Crunchyroll on the spine. Yeah. And then I think something happened, and, like, I'm pretty sure it was Sony that acquired Funimation, but then Crunchyroll, too. It, it, it's weird, because they're all just becoming Crunchyroll now. I think Funimation's just being phased out. So all the voice actors, I'm assuming, would would move over to that. I don't know. I just got a random email on March 1st saying, the future of anime is Crunchyroll. And I'm like, so this is happening? Yeah, <laughs> it's happening, I guess. Oh, well. Weird time. I, I need to... I'm so behind on things like anime that, like, there's too much other stuff to, like, watch and play. Like, I, when, I need to catch up. I don't up. know. <laughs> it's like when you are involved in one hobby, sometimes your other hobbies, you know, they aren't looked at and that's what's happening with the anime that happened with me anime a while ago yeah and also like another hobby gundams i need to start building some of these model kits i need to take a break from the games but i haven't so we've got tons to talk about (laughs) shall we get into some news the 3ds and wii u eShop is closing in march 2023 that seems a little premature Especially yeah. for something like the Wii U, where you have access to a great many Game Boy Advance games. <laughs> yeah, so I rem- I remember this. I saw. So I was confused when the Wii shop ended. Did it not end the the Wii U shop? Or, or I thought they were the same thing. No, the Wii U shop continued on. Um, I when they closed down the Wii shop, I don't think it had anything to do with the the, the Wii U shop because I think even the virtual console purchases were separate i think you might have had mm-hmm. to access them from two different storefronts like i know you could play wii games on the wii u but i don't know if you could 
get your digital purchases, which I think was, you know, a negative point about that shop. But mm-hmm. the Wii U is only 10 years old as of this year. I believe it's just that the Wii U wasn't, it's not popular anymore. So I'll see everything's moved. I guess it's just, it bites so hard because it's like, you there's know, the some, stuff that's on the Wii U shop is there. not going to be on the Switch. Yeah. Whatever's on the Wii U shop is not going to be on the Switch shop, which yeah. is this what they should do, but I don't think they will. When I had the Wii U, I had Metroid Zero Mission on there. The only other place you can play that as of now is the Game Boy Advance or, you know, playing your GBA copy on a DS. Not to mention there's some exclusive online titles, especially in the 3DS eShop, which, mm-hmm. you know, launched in 2011. A lot of titles that will not be able to be purchased or downloaded anymore. I mean, this is the proven point of a lot of people who want to preserve a lot of things and they tell you to keep the shop up just leave it up and that physical is better than digital and this is why because you know when eventually the company ends the shop you can't access anymore so it's like what's the point it's idea if you're gonna buy digital you better make sure you don't you have a lot of hard drives and spare ones you know lying around because if they ever you know take it down how are you going to get all your stuff back? Because you have to already have it downloaded somewhere else. It's 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 really kind of a shame. Like, it's a shame anyway, but it's a shame because they mm-hmm. are not old storefronts. No. The Wii U storefront was getting stuff in well after the Switch launched. And that was five years ago as of this week. Not that long yeah. ago. <laughs> I'm just trying to, like, it's just like, it makes, I don't know, it just, it just hurts because, like, I get it, the Wii U wasn't, big or popular so i get it what's the point of keeping it up no one's i guess using it but it's just it's the idea of all that stuff that's on there is no longer like they didn't move it to the switch exactly i don't think they're going to that's your machine for getting like i i know i'm hammering on the game boy advance a lot but like that was playing game boy advance games on your tv or on the game pad Mm -hmm. something that would be just amazing to have on the switch but as of now we've got i've heard of no plans to bring game boy advance games to the switch so, mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it would make sense, but the the Wii U really had a lot going for it. And as we know, the first party games were amazing. It's just the concept of the console being what people thought, oh, it's just an extension to the Wii or something like that instead of its own thing. Yeah. Like, that's why all those first party games are on the Switch, because they're great games. Exactly. It's just, it's just, like I said, the only thing that really bothers me with it is, I get it it's no one's using it but it's just all the stuff that is on there and that's never going to be moved towards you know the switch that's what's like that's kind of you know that kind of sucks yes it does it's it's one of those situations where it's like yeah physical is definitely uh, for preservation purposes especially um, 100 percent especially with handheld nintendo games like hang on to your game boy color and your game boy advance games (laughs) this reminds me uh because it, it just reminded me because we we're talking about digital versus physical need for speed most wanted the og 2005 how everyone and their mamas is like that's the best need for speed they ever made tell me how that game is not like on playstation as like ps2 classic or like the xbox store it's like you can't even even if you have it for the 360 you cannot play it on your new xbox you have to play it on the 360 was that one of the ones that got delisted a couple years ago or i that's that's what i'm thinking so the reason i'm bringing it is i i I, not only did i have it 
for the 360, I found an Xbox original copy, so I picked it up too because it's roughly the same game. There's little differences here and there, but there's roughly still the same game. It's so it's one of things where at this point, that's why physical media is so preferred because especially when they release on multiple platforms, just buy it if you can. Because mm-hmm. uh, like I said, you if let's say I didn't have both copies. And I, at the moment, I don't have a 360. I would, w- I wish to f- find one for a reasonable price because that's the thing with it. And it's not that they're impossible to find, but it's reasonable pricing and just like what comes with it and all that. But it's also like I at least still have the original Xbox. Might as well pick it up on there too when I found it because if I let's say one day I'm like, oh, I really want to play Need for Speed Most Wanted the original, and then I go to like put in my 360 copy in the xbox or try to find it there's a digital because you actually re-release them but they don't so it's like i'm kind of out of luck to replay that and that's that's sort of how like that's what's going to happen here another game that's kind of like that i can think of off the top of my head um transformers war for cybertron not on digital storefronts only on physical media and pretty much um the ps4 versions of that of of those i think fall of cybertron was the only one to come out on ps4 but that was digital Mm -hmm. and that's you know been taken off from the storefronts along with like the deadpool game from high moon studios why do these happen to mm. high moon studios games <laughs> but i don't yeah. know man it's <laughs> it's just if you're gonna make it digital i feel like a company should i don't know i feel like people i would definitely rather pay nintendo ten dollars to play Don- to buy donkey kong or like sixty bucks for the trilogy on like a physical or like the even the digital store. I would I've do that. I've dreamed of the day that gets released in the trilogy physically. Having to shell out sixty bucks for a a person who's reselling because they happen to find it, and maybe they're the ones that are trying to actually preserve it. They're like, oh, you know, I'll save it for you for thirty or twenty five. They're like, you know, like it like they know that like there's. There's thousands of copies of there out there. It's not that rare. It's just a high demand game, so that's why I'll say it's a little bit higher. But then you get people who think it's oh, it's Donkey Kong Country. I can charge whoever how much. But it's like mm-hmm. I'd rather buy it off a of Nintendo from the digital store a hundred times over, if that's the case. Because I'd rather just have the option be there for me to buy it from them. Oh, what a mess! The digital storefronts closing. It's always sad yeah. news to hear this, especially for you know preservation of things. So. That's sad. A good little bit of news from Nintendo's front, though, is that there is a new feature for the My Nintendo Rewards Platinum Points, which you get for, like, doing little online challenges, or I think sometimes... They used to do it for, like, registering games or whatnot, um, Mm -hmm. where you can now have customized Switch profile icons. So, you know, when you go into your menu and you click on the icons, you could choose a character and a background, and that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Now they have online a rotating selection based on games that rotate like weekly like mario um, odyssey and animal crossing where you can choose characters or things from that game you can choose new backgrounds you can choose borders and colors for your um, icons and they're like they cost a couple of points which you like anybody who has a nintendo account log on you probably have a bunch of points just lingering there that you haven't used um so like now on your Switch, you can have an icon of Mario Odyssey Princess Peach with, like, the first world as a background. I'm like, wow, this is mm-hmm. really cool. I have my Animal Crossing um, Zucker, the little Takoyaki octopus thing, because this month they have March birthdays for Animal Crossing. So it's it's nice to finally have that customization option, because you know I'm all for that. But, like, I'm like, where's the Metroid icons? 
<laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> Man, I like how after this is like what's super fun. After we talk about Batman, I finally had an idea to where like, oh yeah, I saw something too about a man in a suit. And he goes around beating it. I finished the first season of the Mandalorian. I forgot oh. to tell you that. I forgot, but I was like, I like how that hit me now to be like, oh yeah, I saw something too. You know this and that. And I was like, I I finished. I'm on season two. I started it. Oh, I love season two. I love season one as well. You said that right when I was looking at a model kit I have uh, of the Mandalorian <laughs> that I have not yet built, but that's my next project. <laughs> why, is, why is that show so good, Robert? I've been I've been telling. I tell everybody. I tell everybody that the show is so good. It's so good. It's 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 amazing. Well, like I said, I wanted to watch it after I watched the original trilogy, which I did. So I was like, I'll watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I know at least it takes place after. It. Yeah, it's like it's right after. It, so it kind of can at least watch just that, that those three and then watch the Mandalorian. But the Mandalorian's so good, and it ties into what we were talking about, which is icons, because you can have a Mando icon on Disney Plus. <laughs> True. Where's your Mando icon, Nintendo? <laughs> I got Wolverine as my icon. I have Grogu as mine. <laughs> See, now it's super funny. Now that I watched The Mandalorian and I want a Grogu plush, I can't find a single one in the stores. Um, They had a, a, a second one come out like recently, but I, I haven't seen it in a while. I'll let you know if exactly. I see it. <laughs> All right. As I'm looking at my Grogu plush and exactly. calendar. And Funko oh Pop. man, I can't stop <laughs> laughing when when because uh, obviously by season one it's still the child, but when Grogu goes up to uh, Apollo Creed and he's like he's hurting and he got poison, he's like ah, <laughs> and then Grogu comes and touches, he's like he's trying to eat me. I know we said the same exact thing on last week's show. <laughs> that was so good. I started laughing. Like I'm telling you, like I paused it and just started dying of laughter. That's it was so one. funny. He said he's trying to eat me. I like Carl Weathers. He's a cool guy. I love Carl Weathers. Apollo Creed. He's, man, he's Apollo Creed, man. Mm-hmm. All right. So last week we talked about Street Fighter Six. But mm-hmm. there was another half to that Capcom announcement. They are coming out with a Fighters collection that has some unre- unreleased um, fighting games and the Darkstalkers games in one collection of 10 games. I think there's like some, I think Puzzle Fighter Turbo 2 or whatever's on there, but like the Darkstalkers mm. games. Um, and yeah. all 10 of the games on this collection are going to have online play, but like, let me reiterate for the third time the Darkstalkers games, playable Dark on modern yeah. consoles. Come on. That's the franchise they haven't touched since what 2000 and like since the early 2000s because they kind of moved all there the There was popular one resurrection or something code. on the PS3. Yeah, it's because it's like most of them just switched to MVC, you know, 2. Yeah. And then they switched to MVC. And then only the only one that survived was like what Morgan was the only one that really survived. Yeah, Morgan um Felicia is around in a lot of like oh, there we go. imagery, yeah. costumes and stuff. Exactly. Um, They're the only ones that really kind of survived and moved on. Like, having those is going to be awesome. Having them physically, along with some unreleased games in the U.S. is going to be awesome. Online play, you know, online play with fighting games is, is hit or miss for, for me, and I think you to a degree as well. Um, but it's going to be nice to have. Speaking of games that are coming out, I mean, this one's kind of for me. <laughs> Soul Hackers 2, the sequel to Shin Megami Tensei Double Summoner Soul Hackers, which I think was on the Saturn or maybe the PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. and then got re-released as a 3DS game. Oh my god. Like, this one looks nothing like that, and looks completely different tonally, but just having another game in the Soul Hackers family is amazing. Um, 
this is coming out later this year. It's going to be on everything, I think, except for Switch. If you're... Here's what I hope it's like. I hope it's more like Shin Megami Tensei 4 or Persona than, like, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, the Shin Megami mm-hmm. Tensei Fire Emblem game for Wii U and Switch, because, like, I don't like that one. Um, and it's not because it's mixed with Fire Emblem. It's just because the way that the dungeons and combat presented itself was not not good for me, I think. But, yeah, I mean shoot i love soul hackers it's one of the few like older really hardcore jrpgs i've completed and it's nice to see it's getting a brand new sequel so that that was like a a piece of indulgent news for me (laughs) yeah that's i got nothing much to say about that i really got nothing to say about it so it's like eh. something i think is good for both of us is that our good friends Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 are getting next-gen upgrades for free. I did see this. Yes, I did see... Okay, so I was... I'm not gonna lie. I went straight to the store and I was like, I gotta find me a copy of Resident Evil 3. Did you? No, but I did find ah. two, but I already have two digital. You already so have it's two. like... I, if it's for like 10 bucks, I'll scoop up two for 10 bucks physical, but I already have a digital, so it wouldn't make sense to do that. So there's a good and a bad side to this story. What's the ugly? Hmm there might be a good a bad and ugly um good side ray tracing yeah. uh that's cool and the other good is that high frame rate maybe damage good. will still be tied to frame rate um i doubt you'll be able to run good. the high frame rate with the, with the ray tracing but you could probably run it at 60 with ray tracing if they're adding a high frame rate option probably like mm-hmm. devil may cry um five i don't think there's any bad but there is an ugly here they said there's no new gameplay editions coming, which means my mm-hmm. dream... The first thing I saw when I saw this, I thought maybe they'll add a Mercenaries mode to Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil Oh, 3. okay. I get you. Uh-uh. Doesn't sound well, like Well, they it's did happening. add... Oh, no. I was like, didn't 3 have a Mercenaries? No, they had a, some other online thing that wasn't very good. 3 had Resistance. Whatever. I hated Resistance. And 2 had, like, the Survivor mode, which was just, like, the same maps where you play as, like um hunk or you play as like the tofu and it was just mm-hmm. not great um seven i don't think had any mercenaries uh, but you know hey just imagine though that lizard thing in the sewer coming at you with ray traced reflections oh man i can't stop laughing that was the react the reaction to that but that was funny but the one thing that i was will so say genuine. is that <laughs> what bothers me is that if they're not going to enhance the gameplay seven I think what's going to suck is most people are going to go back to 7 after paying after playing 8 mm. and they're going to realize like man these controls are not that great like this is not the which kind of you know it kind of sucks because seven's not the worst it's not bad it definitely was way better than when the other like 6 came out but if they don't fix the controls i think people are gonna want to be like oh this is bad like this is why we thought this was good like i mean yeah at the time it probably was good and i get it obviously eight should be control wise be better but that shouldn't you know make seven be like oh it's actually a bad game it's not a bad game at all it's just that if they're not going to fix some of the controls it might leave this false like oh this game's actually bad why do we like it and meanwhile resident evil 2 and 3 remakes are like perfectly controlled and yeah menus are snappy um man there's those are such good i don't remember i don't remember any low times no, in, there didn't feel like games. there was... I mean, there might have been a couple of seconds, but you, there's yeah. for sure not going to be any on the PS5 versions. Yeah. I mean, I've been playing Horizon. The load times are like two seconds, and that game has the best graphics I've seen in a game ever, period. It's not even close. So, like, Resident Evil should be no problem. 
Yeah, that should be no problem. If there's load times, that would be strange. Yes, very. My big question is, they've announced these upgrades, free upgrades. Capcom, I've had that code for uh, Reverse downloaded for like mm-hmm. 10 months now. Is it is it ever coming? And if so, can you please turn it into Mercenaries? So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not out, Robert. Really? It's still not out. That's, that's this weird. This came bundled with my copy of Village. That's weird. Yeah. Heard of Peacock? The NBC Universal streaming service? I thought I was talking about The Bird, but yeah, I've heard both. They are coming out with the Twisted Metal TV series starring Anthony Mackie. I think it was rumored for a while, but it was like officially confirmed in between yeah. like last week's recording and this week's recording. Um, yes, that's going to be awesome. I He's not playing Sweet Tooth, but Sweet Tooth's going to be in it. But Anthony Mackie will be, like, the main character. And we know him okay. from, like, being, you know, the Falcon uh, in the Avengers. And a lot of other roles. I think he was in the Hurt Locker. Um, Wasn't he Papa Dog in 8 Mile? Yeah. Thinking he about Papa it, he Dog. was. <laughs> he was Papa Dog in 8 Mile, man. And now he's he going to be... He got bodied by Eminem. Uh-huh. And now he's going to be the main character in Twisted Metal, which is being billed as like an action comedy series, like a 30-minute action comedy series, which I think tonally completely works for, for Twisted Metal. Like, mm-hmm. don't make it some hour-long thing. Give give us that car combat for 30 minutes a week, and I think we've got a hit on our hands here. It's just Peacock is car a weird combat. choice, I think, for, <laughs> for Twisted Metal. I mean, everything is a weird choice, man. Like... It really well. Imagine if it was on Disney. Well, I don't think that would be on Disney. Exactly. I think no. Sony owns Twist. I think it actually does fit with Peacock because what it would be HBO as Warner Brothers. No, I think Sony just can put their stuff on whatever. I don't think they have a streaming service. I don't think they could really be strict, but I think it just makes. You get a show. You get a show. Everybody gets a show. (laughs) I mean, what's Ghost supposed to be on? Their show. Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost maybe. Of Tsushima. Yeah. Man, see, now that I think about it, what if they put that on Peacock? I mean, Last of Us That's is going to HBO, so maybe Ghost would go to HBO. Or they could, you know, pull a fast one and put it on, like, Showtime or something. Or Sony could be like everyone else and just do their own streaming service. That was a joke. Don't do that. Well, but... they have Crackle, but that's, like, a free thing. Yeah, but... That's been around that's forever since the a PSP. Joke. <laughs> Not everything needs a streaming service. Yeah. Uh, but Twisted Metal TV show, um, yes please. And I, it's it's always rumored that they're working on a new Twisted Metal game. I'm wondering if, I mean, as much as I'd hate to see something like that turn into a live service, you just know it would. Um, I'm wondering if that's one of the things that Bungie might be consulting on, not developing, but consulting on how to do the Twisted Metal, you know, live service game. There was a new twist in that. It was called Destruction All Star, and people let it die. Which I know, and Lucid game Games did fun. such a good job with the the mechanics of that. It was such a good that. game. I liked it. It was fun. It, but people were like, "Nah, this game's boring." I'm like, "How is it boring?" The only reason I stopped playing that was because Maybe I could not find a match. <laughs> that's that. That's the same thing as that. I was there till basically the matchmaking was just taking too long. Once yeah. it takes more than a minute for uh, to start up a match and get in it, it's that's too. It's long. like what's going on? This was this was free on plus. More people should be on this. Exactly, but it's just like you know, maybe if they had more explosions, I guess maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think that's like what more explosions or something. I don't know, but like there was another twist of metal. It just wasn't twist of metal, but same idea. Every time we talk about Twisted Metal on this show, which has been at least 10 times over the 76 episodes, 
I always shed a tear for the Twisted Metal 2012 online closing down because that was by and far the game I was the best at back on the PS3. I don't think I've ever been better at any game than I was at that. I was just winning all the time. Did you earn a trophy on there? Yeah, the win a match every day for 30 days straight. Not many people have that one. It was a bronze! It's a bronze, which is, that should be a platinum on its own. It should be a double it platinum. Should. That's like one of the few games I've ever seen on like PSN profiles that has a 10 out of 10 platinum difficulty. It makes me mad that I never got the plat. Now I can't because I can't go online and get, you know, 10 missile kills with the exactly. helicopter or something. Online, such a problem. <sighs> like, now you can't get your plat if you wanted it. If I ever hook my PS3 up, though, again, that's the game I'm playing. That and uh, Third Strike Online, which should have been on that Capcom collection. <laughs> anyway, one last little piece of news. Multiverses, that fighting game from Warner Brothers, remember it? Oh, the free one with the Tony Soprano? Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, with Tony Soprano, you know. Velma from Scooby-Doo. They have not yeah. shown a render, but she's coming to Multiverses. Uh, That's not Tony Soprano. It's the second best thing to Tony Soprano, I guess. But, like, when's this game coming out? Will it be good? That remains to be seen. But there should have been a render for this. For your fighting game reveal. Look at what Smash does. Look at what the Nickelodeon fighting game did. That was a $60 game, though. The Nickelodeon was 40 right? Oh, it was $40? Uh, still, yeah. you, had to buy, you had to buy it. Yeah. So, um, hey, on that Nickelodeon game, they had Garfield, right? But you can't play as him on Monday? Is that Was that, like, a real thing? Is, uh, it better be just a joke and just an inside joke, and that better not be a real thing. Imagine you're actually trying to play Garfield on a Monday, and they're like, no, it's Monday. Haha, <laughs> it's like, no, give me Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> it's He hates Mondays, but I don't. Give me Garfield. Yeah. Actually, I have something relevant here to wrap up mm-hmm. our news with. Something very Elden relevant. Ring? No, I don't, I don't have Elden Ring yet. But that did Man, drop. A lot of people are, are it, it did drop. It. It's 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 got some high sales numbers too. But I got something more relevant to this episode. Something Batman related here in the Nintendo Direct rumor for this week. Rumor has it that the Switch is getting an exclusive Batman fighting game. Now this is not a DC crossover game. This is a specifically Batman universe fighting game, and it's said to mm-hmm. have characters from you know all of Batman's rogues gallery. And, like, Commissioner Gordon and Batman, but, like, all the different versions of them. So you could have, like, Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo Batman. You could have Adam West Batman. You could have Robert Pattinson Batman. Um, you could have Cesar Romero Joker. Um, you could have, like, uh, Jim Carrey Riddler. Like, and it's a 2D fighting game. Jim Carrey Riddler. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's sprite-based, but it could have an, uh, an art style maybe reminiscent of something like a King of Fighters 15. Um, the possibilities with this are endless. I mean, what what's the greatest batman story of all time in my opinion or in uh, in like the culture well i mean and i think in both of our opinions we have probably this, the exact same answer well my favorite is scott snyder's death of the family that's what i was thinking it's like it's probably the oh, okay. best one they've ever done <laughs> it has I to mean, be death of the family yes they could put that joker in it would be amazing i like i, I would i wouldn't mind oh, this game being a whole like scott batman? snyder greg capolo style art um, fighter the batman animated series oh that's joker. another good one you could have the joker from that kevin michael richardson's joker kevin michael um richardson's. another great one mark hamill's joker from the animated series and like they could all play differently they could all have different attacks different animations the back it could be like a crossover of universes with batman 
and only Batman. Like, don't bring Superman into this. Don't bring Flash into this. They're cool, but let them have let Batman have his own fighting game. You know, I keep all the sidekicks out too. I don't want no Robin in this. Oh, well, no I mean, they'd it. have to. They 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 put them in. Obviously, you have to have a, nah, like, some like, some good guys to fight against the bad guys. And there's a, a rich history. Only Batman. Well, I guess we won't know until the game drops, or at least there's a trailer. And you know what? Having an exclusive fighting game like this on the Switch with such a big IP as as Batman is like a pretty big win. So hopefully this one shows up at a at a direct tier. Well, what if this isn't a fighting game? Okay, okay. What if this is a park builder sim, just Gotham, <laughs> and you're a bunch of different Batmans? Hear me out. The rumor bills it as a fighting game, but what if there's a mode where you can do park builder sims? What if what if you have to build stuff and you're buying it and then it goes into a battle mode when you get on other people's territory? <laughs> <laughs> or what if that's how you unlock characters? Or maybe, mm-hmm. like a nuke, nuke challenger approaches. Either way, keep this 1v1, whoever's developing it. Don't make this a tag fighter. Do not want. And not an arena brawler. Also do not want. But we <laughs> might have a hit on our hands here. And you know what you could call this? Vengeance. <laughs> vengeance. vengeance vengeance colon the fight for gotham city <laughs> i mean code name would probably be vengeance for it i would assume yeah. so the vengeance project project vengeance sounds like it's something kojima would come up with before he released the the full title of the game <laughs> but anyway should should be good when this one i mean there's got to be a director on the corner robert it's been ages it's been like what two weeks oh, a couple of weeks yeah ages all right, so here's something we haven't done since the since we've come back for break because news and top ten specials have been so prominent. We haven't talked about a game in a while, and the game no. that I am wanting to talk about the most is a game I've spent a lot of time with um, you last month. I'm itching here to talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, this one. Okay. Yes, and this kind of. Not to go back to news, but I'll kind of tack on the news for Pokemon at the end of this because it's it's more relevant to talk about Legends Arceus before we talk about what got announced at Pokemon Day. Um, so, mm-hmm. Pokemon has always been a series, um, at least the Game Freak Pokemons, we know that there's spinoffs and, you know, free-to-play games. There's Pokemon Unite, which is a MOBA. Troze was a puzzle game and all that. Pokemon Dash, Pokemon Ranger. There's Pokemon Conquest, Pokemon Home, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Sleep, whatever. I'm talking about main series game freak Pokemon. It's always been samey. It's always been very approachable if you know what to do. You are a kid. You get a Pokemon. You go fight the gym leaders. You battle trainers. You catch Pokemon. You become the champion. It's like every Pokemon, even like the card game one for this Game Boy Color was like Yeah, the card game one followed a similar structure. TCG, it was the same thing, basically. Um, I had that, it was really cool. The cartridge was black, it It was awesome. Um, Yeah. So, you know what you're getting into when you play a Pokemon game. Now, they've added things, they've added online functionality to Pokemon games, they've added social features, everyone might have, like, a little, like, Sword and Shield, for example, has the camping thing, where you can, like, camp out mm-hmm. and, like, interact with your Pokemon, Sun and Moon. That can't be, like, you were waiting for a Pokemon to come out and then go just, just start throwing Pokeballs and try to grab, that's yeah. what we meant by camping. <laughs> yeah, 
Just no, wait no, for you Pokemon could just to come out. Hike, a Badoof like, to come out of its burrow. Yeah, park park around with your your six Pokemon and kind of just like pet them or like toss a toy at them and they'll like fetch it for you. And like the Sun and Moon had Pokemon in May, which was like interact with them or like pet them or like feed them berries or stuff. Would it be a bad idea to to adopt a beaver and call it Badoof and have it as a pet? Is it maybe if it was a green one? Because you know, regular Badoof, he's fine, and shiny Badoof, he's he's gold, but eh, it's got to be a green one, just like our pal. <laughs> True. Um, but those are just added on features, is what I'm saying. Link True. features, online play, wireless connection for like the ones with fire red and leaf green that came with the wireless adapter for Game Boy Advance. Um, the uh, Pikachu and Eevee. What was their gimmick? Is it just the Pokeball oh, like you have controller? to use the you had to use the Pokeball controller yeah. or use motion controls with the Joy Cons. You actually can't play that game without motion controls if you're playing it docked. The only way you can play it with regular controls is handheld mode, which I never liked about. Which that. is weird. Yeah, um, that's weird. Sword and Shield adds their gimmick of you know making Pokemon grow and everything, but like when you get down to it, it's the same game and it's a comfortable game. It's cozy. We know it. We love it. Mm-hmm. But things become stagnant when you're 25 years into something and it's the same thing. So Game Freak announces last year Legends Arceus what Pokemon's next logical step should be. And the jump is so incredibly massive that you... I guess we could ascribe the words Breath of the Wild moment to this. Um, even though mm-hmm. that's that, that term could be you know, that that's a five years ago type thing, whereas now you would say an Elden Ring moment because that's basically what Breath of the Wild's gameplay philosophy would evolve into. But let's say it's a Breath of the Wild moment where yeah. you don't necessarily have an open world, but you have five of them, and they are all very substantially big, probably bigger surface area-wise mm-hmm. than any of the maps in the Pokemon games. And you are going into these areas... You are walking around freely, and you don't even have to enter into a battle with a Pokemon to catch it. You can catch the Pokemon in real time by sneaking up on them and throwing a Pokeball from some tall grass. Um, they're all out in the field for you to see. Most of them can be snuck up on, so you don't have to like even engage with the battle system. But there's a battle system, and it's so much more fluid than it's ever been. Usually with Pokemon games, you enter into a battle. It'll say, a wild Bidoof has appeared. And it'll say, go whoever you've got going out. Um, say it's like Piplup or something. Um, it, I guess in Legends Arceus' case, it would be Rollit, Cyndaquil, or Oshawott. And you'd have this screen, this battle screen. You'd click fight. You'd do an attack. They'd do an attack. You'd do an attack. They'd do an attack. You'd do an attack, and the Pokemon would faint. Legends Arceus streamlines things so much to where the battle just instantly starts. No no intro screen, no removal from the game world. It's just right then and there. And you and you can move around while your Pokemon are fighting. Your character can run around and walk while they're doing that. If you want items, you throw a Pokeball at the items. Whoever, Whatever Pokemon you, you have going will break the rocks for you. There's no HMs. Like you used to have a Bidoof on your team to cut down trees and push rocks. And then that, now every Pokemon can do everything. It's so seamless. Okay, that's... That's good. That's like yes. kind of uh, annoying if you didn't like a certain Pokemon or didn't want a certain Pokemon, but it's like you need them for certain things. Mm-hmm. I think 
Uh, well, I'm trying to remember. There was one. I think when I think some of them where you have to travel on water, you have to have you have to have surf giant. There you go. You had to have a Pokemon was, that knows surf, and you wouldn't get access yeah. to surf until um, you beat a certain gym. Now, now the water traversal exactly. is is barred off in this until a certain point in the story, but you don't need a specific Pokemon for it. Um, so we'll get into ride exactly. Pokemon in just a second. I just wanted to touch on one more thing in the battle system, and that is the fact that battles will end without having to have a whole separate screen. Your Pokemon will just get their XP on the side. It, the game will not even stop when your Pokemon need to evolve. It will let you choose when to evolve them, which is incredible, mm-hmm. especially if you don't want to evolve certain Pokemon. Um, you used to have to give them an item. So now you can evolve them from menus. You can change their moves at any time when originally you'd have to um, go to the move deleter and then you'd have to go to the move relearner. It's like, no, if a Pokemon knows a move, bring it in from the menu right then and there. Change the moves on the fly. These are big QOL things, but it's not the only thing that are huge QOL changes. There's ride Pokemon now. There is mm-hmm. Weirdeer who helps you get around faster because your character, obviously, they're a person. They're not going to run as fast as like a majestic deer. There is uh, Ursaluna who helps you like also move around fast, but like search for hidden items. There's Basket Legion, which helps you go across water at tremendous speeds and you can jump like twice with it and slow down time to catch Pokemon on the water, like jump up and throw a Pokeball down at them. There is Sneasler who lets you climb any surface in a in a like a Breath of the Wild type thing, except there's no stamina. So you can climb, you can hang on walls, whatever. And then there's Briviary who lets you fly across the he's the last one you get because he basically lets you go anywhere, just flying along the maps at super mm-hmm. fast speeds. So like traversal is never a problem in this game. Whereas in older games, like some of the older ones, you're moving on grids. Sword and Shield got rid of the grids, but it didn't have like a huge, vast open world. It had like a couple of open areas. So like the QL stuff is immediately apparent. But what I think my favorite part about this game is, is, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's, Robert just sent me want. a picture of a very like, a figure of a very uh, buff dude, but his head is a Badoof head. <laughs> I want that. Oh, it's amazing. Badoof is the first Pokemon you fight in this game. Um, I love Badoof. Um, but this game is not about Pokemon battles. They are mm-hmm. there. You can fight wild Pokemon, and there's a handful of trainer fights. But this game is actually about my favorite part of Pokemon, which is filling out the Pokedex. So there's... Mm. Uh, like 242 entries i want to say in the pokedex and what this game does is seeing a pokemon and catching that pokemon are not enough to complete its pokedex because you're wanting to get data for the first pokedex of the hisui region um this is a prequel to diamond and pearl that's kind of like an isekai so it might be a sequel it's like I can't believe I fell into the Sinnoh region, so now I gotta become a Pokemon trainer. You know, one of those animes with the long titles like that? That's what kind of (laughs) game this is. Because your character is kind of being sucked in through a space-time wormhole from the future. And here they are um, making the first Pokedex. So, every Pokemon you catch or see comes with a list of tasks. And you don't have to complete all of them. It's not required. You have to get 10 points total, and some tasks give one, some give two. Um, but each Pokemon has like probably close to 50 tasks you can do um, if you feel like it. Mm-hmm. These range from evolving it, 
catching a certain number, defeating a certain number, having it, certain one. So you can boil it, broil <laughs> it. <laughs> you can cash it, train uh, it. That's but Imagine Bubba as a Pokemon trainer. I know my parents know everything about Pokemon training. I you have to defeat someone with a certain moves, use a certain move, um, see it do this move at a certain time like, of day or something like that. Use become a gym leader. <laughs> That's about There's it. actually no gym leaders yet. <laughs> no, not yet. Um but that like adds so much to the fun of like finding Pokemon in the wild and completing yeah. that process of getting every Pokemon in the Pokedex. And you're not there's no online battles or anything. It's just like a so like all the Pokemon are there. You don't have to trade with anybody, but you can, but you don't have to. Imagine if they had the the Dark Souls concept where online players there's an online mode where like players like can the enter invaders. other people, and then like someone just invades you and they just have an army of Bidoofs or just something <laughs> or just an OP Pokemon. You're just like, where do they get that? That would definitely, I would say, ruin the game. But the option to have an online to do that would be kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, it's an option in Dark Souls too to yeah, have so the invaders like, on. But it's one of those things where if they did do it, please make it an option. Don't make it the yeah. actual like point of the game. The, the online functionality in this is when you, like, get knocked out in Legends Arceus, which mm-hmm. I always save before a huge encounter because I don't want this to happen to me, you lose your items, but somebody, I think, can, like, because I've found other people's items, I think if somebody mm-hmm. else finds the items, if you're connected online or something, it will it would, like, be returned to that player, and I think that's kind of, like, they've I've, I've played another game, I can't remember what it is that, that does things like this, but... It might have even been, like, Monster Hunter um, mm-hmm. world. But this Pokemon does kind of feel very Monster Hunter. There's even fights against Pokemon where you are actually, as a player, throwing things at the Pokemon and then having a battle. Like, you're dodging attacks <laughs> with the dodge roll. It's kind of it's kind of like a fever dream where, like, um, the first boss is um, uh, Cleavor. There we go. And you're, like, having to dodge his attacks and, like, throw food at him. Like, you have to throw the Guardian Pokemon's favorite food at them. Mm-hmm. And then you and then you would engage them in a fight, but somehow I got through that boss fight without having to pull any of my Pokemon out, probably because I missed the timing. But hey, sometimes you just miss the timing with these kinds of games. The story is it's it's pretty all right for a Pokemon story. It's definitely different from anything that they've ever done. It's not about becoming the very best or anything. Um, it's got some great twists and turns, and you can see all the ancestors of characters that, of course, come from Diamond and Pearl. And it yeah. seems to me like some of the ancestral characters are ancestors of characters from other Pokemon games, too. Um, I could be wrong on that, but some of them look eerily familiar to some of the characters in the other ones. It's just so fluid it's it's really like you you get tasks and quests from people so you like you can go do things or you can choose to just explore the areas they're very vast um the graphics like people complain about the graphics but i think they're so pleasant to look at the color palette that they use for this game is is cool and it's got that breath of the wild hyrule warriors age of calamity style cell shading to it that just does so much for me personally it's one of my favorite art styles um and I'll tell you, I like this a lot more than Breath of the Wild. Um, and Breath of the Wild is, it's okay, but this is, it, like, the jump from, you know, Sword and Shield to this is is incredible. Shiny hunting, one of my favorite oh, things to do. Oh, shinies in them? Yes, there are shinies. 
uh, I have Ponyta, which basically give you from a quest, and then I found a Shiny Nose Pass. Shiny Hunting was very easy in this game, but I think one of the new patches broke it to where it's not easy anymore. Oh, no. It's a little more accessible, though. Like, a Shiny will make a noise in the overworld, and you can go to it, but I think something... I, I'm pretty sure that unless someone's found a workaround, the, one of the new patches kind of took off some of the easiness with which to accomplish shiny hunting mm. but right now i'm i've been working on filling out the pokedex so i can actually get to like the arceus battle which i'm assuming is what comes yeah. at the end this game has the hardest final boss i've ever faced in a pokemon game and that includes fighting red in pokemon gold and silver like Red's a pushover compared to the final boss for this. I almost could not believe that Game Freak pulled off a final boss that's this tough. You could be overleveled and still lose in six turns. Interesting. That's pretty, I would say, rough. That's, I don't know about that one. Yeah, so back in Sword and Shield, I don't think I ever lost to an in-game, you know, battle. Mm-hmm. I lost so many times to this last one that I I had to take it. It was like I had to take a break. I I and, I get, and come back the next day, and I still lost a couple times before <laughs> before I beat it. I'm like at least with Sekiro, I I won the first time after coming back from a break. <laughs> with Pokemon Legends Arceus, this is a completely different story. But that's neither here nor there. There's a lot more that we will get to um, as I keep powering through this game. I you know I can't. I'm playing a bunch. I'm juggling right now with games. There's so. guys. A lot of stuff. Uh, I haven't had time to, like, get my Spear Tomb yet because his quest is, like, really lengthy. So I'll bring up Legends of Arceus uh, now and then. The reason the news is still relevant to this, though, is that Game Freak announced Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, which is a brand new generation of Pokemon. And it's coming to the Nintendo Switch this November 2022. And it will be another open-world Pokemon game. So they are taking this kind of main series newish idea it's a and they're doing it with the main series take like it's been the same pokemon game for a while so yes it's something that i think most people are surprised and they're happy that it could be not necessarily the main focus of them now but at least options and kind of having it to maybe try never know maybe the next pokemon game will be a, a sim game it'll be like a building a sim sim. game <laughs> yeah build your pokemon um, I'm hoping, though, with Scarlet and Violet, that they take all the good things from Legends Arceus, which seems to be what's happening, and put them in, and fix the few things that are still a little clunky. And I feel like they will. Um, Obviously, Legends Arceus takes place in a time where you have to craft your items by finding things, whatever. But you can only access your Pokemon boxes, which are called pastures in this, mm-hmm. from a campsite or from the main area. Whereas in Sword and Shield, you could access your boxes from any time. I'm sure it'll be back to that for Scarlet and Violet. And But, like, fix the menus, Game Freak. <laughs> because the Pokemon pastures menu, uh, I don't know if it's clunkiness of menus or the fact that the icons for the pokemon aren't sprites anymore they're like 3d renders of their faces Mm -hmm. that is tripping me up with this but it seems a lot more cumbersome to like rearrange your pokemon in the boxes i get it it's a minor gripe but like it was so fluid in sword and shield i'd like to see it return to being fluid in in scarlet and violet i guess what i'm trying to say here is yeah there's a duck pokemon and there's a little fire crocodile pokemon but robert there's a green cat Pokemon, which is two of my favorite things. Green, green and, and cat. cat. Green and and. <laughs> green and cat. 
Have you seen this Pokemon? No. Is there Porygon? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure he'll there be in it. Be Robert, Porygon. there's Porygon in Legends Arceus. I've caught Porygon in Legends Arceus. <laughs> That's the original yeah. Bidoof. I have a shiny Porygon. Porygon I might have two shiny Porygons. I like Porygon. Underrated. Never. This is just because like I've referenced. Did ever tell you I have Forrest Gump on Laserdisc? Yes. Okay, I was about to I've say. Seen like, it. I don't remember brought that. <laughs> That'd be funny. I, I bet Forrest Gump would have a green cat Pokemon as a pet. A, it's yeah. called Sprigatito. Sprigatito. That's the name of the Pokemon. Yeah, there's Sprigatito, Fuecoco, and Quaxly. Fuecoco. He's a little dinosaur-looking red little crocodile fire. They're all cute, but my aunt... all the starters. Yeah, a green cat. Can't wait. Kind of see. Can't them. wait. Green cat confirmed. That's my starter, and I'm sticking Our to fellow. it. I chose Roll It in Legends Arceus because I love Roll It, but all the mm-hmm. final forms of the starters in this are new. So, like, there's a new Typhlosion, there's a new Samrod, there's a new Decidueye. So, yeah, Legends Arceus. God, I I remember starting it up and just shaking. I was like, this is so cool, such a fun game, incredible. Anyway, would you say we did an episode this week? I have been playing. Was that Ghost? Was it Ghost Runner? That plot. Oh, plot see, yeah. every time. This happens. I'm telling you, dude. This is something that just always happens. Every time I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about playing this certain game. It always releases as a plus title at least a month or two later. It always happens. I have thought about buying this many times too. But Robert, I, I, got, I got something to say. What? I've also played this game. I don't think it's for me. It's so I don't cool like the and controls, it makes me so sad. But I, 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 I'm digging it so far. The controls are a little wonky and a little weird, I would say, but I'm kind of digging it. I put on all the assist features and I still am not getting along with it. I really like the style of it, though. And the music is cool. It's very cool. I might just watch a playthrough. I was kind of upset because I was like, man, I'm so hyped for, <laughs> for Ghost Runner. I mean, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I made it to the second level. Only like 40 deaths after the first one. But, you know, I'm getting there slowly. Maybe it's like those games that, you know, we hear about. You know what we're talking about. Where they seem difficult and you just feel so like... You don't you feel like, oh, this is what yeah, the more and more you play feels them, like the more and more you'll feel... It definitely feel, feels like you'll get, get better with it. practice. Yeah. But I'm playing so many games right now, I don't feel like I have the time to dedicate to it. Games that we will t- be talking about for the next, like billion episodes because i because we we had so many episodes where we didn't talk about games oh man there's i mean for you there's a lot to talk about for me there's very little more or less it's you need to talk about a lot of them but we'll get to them and we can talk about ghost runner next week as well so for right now would you say we handled one yeah i should have handled today or at least this week all righty so next week i think I want to maybe talk about Horizon a little, listeners. Mm-hmm. And there's a Kirby demo, which I've had the chance to play. I I don't know if you've had the chance to play it yet, but it's relatively short and it's really cool. Um, so we might we might talk about that next week. But for right now, we want to thank you guys as always for listening. Please listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. And you can find all those links on our Twitter. That's at Markers on the Map. So remember. As always, guys, the real 7th Dragon 3 Code VFD was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.